Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. So now you're in this thing, decarboxylating in your house? Yep. And like, we got one of those machines that made these funny noises. Our kids were like, what is happening up there? So is your family like, are they aware of what's going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, everyone knows. Okay. This is The Cannamom Show, a podcast chronicling the inspiring stories of real women in the emerging cannabis industry. Your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, has been speaking with women from coast to coast and around the world who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving, continuing on her mission to lift up the stories of the women creating the cannabis industry by sharing their canna stories with you. So go make yourself a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint, sit back and learn something new about this magical plant on The Cannamom Show with Joyce Gerber. From the Tip O'Neill Studios in North Cambridge, Massachusetts, it's the Cannamom Show. Now here's your host, Joyce Gerber. Welcome back. Uh, we are back from MJ BizCon, where we continue on our mission of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers, one can of story at a time. So I got sick in Vegas. You got sick? It's oh, no. Very, it's an exhausting place. It's too bright. There's, like, bad energy. I don't know. Like, uh, sick, sick, not COVID. No, just right. nasal, and then my ears were plugged when I came home. And my husband, all these people with hearing loss, he's like, that's how I hear all the time. I'm like, this is what? really irritating. <laughs> what? What? But like two old people yelling across the kitchen. <laughs> what? I get, I get uh, and it's usually around this time of year, actually, because I have bad allergies. One of my ears inevitably clogs for like a month. Yeah. And I should probably do something about it, but then it goes away. <laughs> I learned you can like do some like massage on your from the back of your neck that kind of helped drain so but oh really okay yeah Try that. i was obsessed i was like i can't be like this for the rest of my life and the next morning <laughs> i was fine so how was the conference the conference was fun let's see we did the feminine forward talks with my friend miss kindness and kelly and there were so many ladies there kara reed and oh, i can't even like there's many 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 all these ladies who were there that was one of the best parts and i did my jews and weed that was great all right 
Yeah. L'chaim. L'chaim. It was uh, 200 plus people in this amazing suite, I guess, at the Cosmopolitan. Had a wraparound balcony so you could go outside and smoke. And, of course, they had bagels and Lux. Nice. Yeah, Maybe so. we should copyright La La Chaim. Hi. <laughs> you get it. We're, we're working on it. Well, there were a lot of New York Jews. I mean, New York lawyers there. I will tell you that. Everyone I met, I'm like lawyer, lawyer. <laughs> really? No surprise, I guess. They they need them. They need the lawyers. So let's see. So we did not win. I mentioned, but I gotta say, when they announced the nominees at the in the auditorium, it was at the Palms in this. Shoot, what's in it? At this big auditorium, seats a couple thousand people. There weren't that mm. many there, but there's a lot of people there. The podcast got a lot of chairs, so I felt good about that. All right. See? Mm-hmm. The people's choice. People's choice, exactly. Yeah, let's see. All right. And then let's see. Who did I do? Oh, and I had, I was going to say, so I did have an acceptance speech. I know I didn't win, but. <laughs> you want to give your acceptance speech now? Well, it was just that what I was going to say is this mm. was for all the can of moms. And can of caregivers out there. And I was going to have them all stand up in the auditorium because there's a mm. big theater. And that would have been fun to have them all stand up and cheer. And I thought it would be a very emotional moment, but it didn't happen. Well, but, you can't win every year. You've won before. That's true. That's true. different awards. And Next. so and you'll be back. You'll be back. Thank you. All right. <laughs> all right. What else do I have to say? Mm. All right. I went rock hunting in the desert. That was actually my favorite part. Ever done that? No. <laughs> What do you, what, what kind of rocks are you actually hunting for? So Vegas is over the top. I mean, I could actually see that sphery thing from my window all night spinning around, changing yeah, colors. Uh, sure. Yeah, pretty yeah. weird. It's just a lot of loudness. So you drive an hour out and you're in, the, you're in a desert in the middle of nowhere. That's and, right. Uh, one That's one right. of my Canada CPA friends is a, likes looking for rocks. I can't explain it. So we basically <laughs> went four-wheeling or four, whatever, through the desert. And then she found this spot that used to be a mine. And we sat there for a couple of hours and we picked up rocks. She was very excited. Wow. She brought home a whole backpack of rocks. Yeah, that's what, when you go to Vegas, if the, if, you, if you see any, there's not much grass, but if there is any grass, then there's sprinklers going on it 24-7 because mm-hmm. there's not supposed to be a city there, right? But, mm-hmm. and it was, you're talking about Jews and cannabis. I'm pretty sure it was a Jew who had the idea, right? Bugsy Siegel? Yeah. <laughs> Just build a city right here. Crazy ideas. All right, that is my... Thing. Do I want to give? I'm not going to give a shout out. So I hung out with my friend Dory from Half Baked Housewives, Sandy Bernier from here in Massachusetts at Ari Bliss, Stu Zakem of Zakem Fridge PR, brother of Leonard Zakem. Oh wow! Out. He's one of the Jews in weed. I was hanging out with him at the MJs. He was nominated too, sat next to me, but didn't win. We commiserated. Oh, and all the cards and cannabis authors were there. That was fun. Excellent. All your yeah, buds. So, yeah. So I'm glad I went. Would never do it again. I'm not a Vegas person. Yeah, I'll find another one to go to. <laughs> I used to go almost every year. Oh, now, yeah, Vegas guy, you, yeah. I'm in my 40s. Now that I'm in my 50s, yeah, maybe it's enough. It's enough. It's, I can it, see I mean, why. Yeah. You, you, you get there and then you want to leave within 48 hours. So, Well, my friend Sandy is, I guess she's a ganja high priestess. That's really her title. She's got a church mm-hmm. here in Massachusetts, a cannabis church. And we were walking through the casinos and... She talks in words like portal and she gets messages. She's very in tune. And she's mm. like, this place feels very sick. And I'm like, yeah, I can feel that too. I know this place. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol all day long and all those lights, it can't be good for your brain. So go out to the desert <laughs> if you're in Vegas. It really was very cleansing. I loved it. Okay. <laughs> good moment. Good moment. Good, good moment. All right. I think, oh, 
I just want to give a shout out. So I met this com- woman named Judy who's got a company named Soul Spirit Farms in California. And she is basically, she's the real deal. Soul Spirit Farm. She has this thing called Glamping Bud and Breakfast. So you can go out to her farm and you can camp out in like, she has a whole thing. So I'm holding up the packaging. So mm. her packaging is all compostable. It has mm-hmm. all the information you could possibly want on there, the terpene profile, the n- numbers, everything. It's beautiful. I mean, when I think about what the cannabis industry could be, it could be this. And I don't yeah. see it all that often. So they're doing amazing things. Check them out. Soul Spirit Farm. You can like buy their products when you're in California. You can sleep on their farm. You can go to their bed and breakfast. And wow. um, I just, I'm impressed that they're doing this. And I, if you're doing it right, stay in the industry, please. Because I was just mm-hmm. at MJ BizCon. So we see how it can be done really wrong too. Yeah. Can we get her on the show? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I told her I was going to give her a shout out today because I was so happy that uh, when you find something that's really good and it works and they're doing things right. I mean, that's what we talk about this industry, creating her in the image of the caregiver. Mm-hmm. And sure. uh, that's what she's doing. So shout out to my lady friends who are doing it right. And before I introduce today's guest, I just want you to know that we're shaking things up in December. Right, Dave? That's right. We are taking the show on the road. So we will be heading down to beautiful Sharon, Massachusetts on December 20th. We'll be doing a live show at the Broccoli Gallery. I've mentioned them before. They are. Are we are we doing a live show or are we recording live? We're recording live. You can come watch us because you can come see us. Yeah, why not? And it's a gallery and it's beautiful and it's got like a consumption area and it's literally across the street from a dispensary. So why wouldn't you want to hang out with us on a Wednesday afternoon in December? Is it across from Zen Leaf? I believe so. But on route, is it on Route One? Yeah. Yeah, probably yeah. Zen Leaf. That's the big yeah. one. And anyone in the hood, come on by. We'd love to see you December twentieth, and we'll be there. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave. Missed you. I wish I felt a little better. I think I sound okay, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm glad you made it back, and I'm glad that you represented the Canamom show there at MJ Biz. Next year, we'll bring home some hardware. Yeah, maybe I'll send someone out to get it. You can get it. You can go. And you I'll can go. Get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, there we go. From my mouth to the can of God's ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, today's guest. We do have a guest. So today we are speaking with the co-founder and brand manager at Levia, a Massachusetts-based cannabis-infused beverage brand. Our guest enters the cannabis world as a licensed substance abuse and mental health therapist. And as we say here in Boston, she is wicked smart. She holds dual undergraduate degrees in legal studies and political science, a master's degree in criminal justice and forensic psychology, a master's degree in mental health and substance abuse counseling. And for the first 15 years of her career, today's guest was on the front lines of the substance abuse epidemic, advocating for substance abuse therapy and reducing stigma in high-risk populations. Levia was founded in 2017 by our guest and her husband, with the goal of producing cannabis products rooted in wellness, offering a replacement for alcohol, and ensuring a long-lasting legacy of fighting to end stigma that has devastated the lives of so many in our communities. Levia went to market in March of 2021, giving Massachusetts consumers a zero-calorie, zero-sugar, fast-onset, effects-based way to enjoy cannabis. Levia was acquired in 2021. Is that a date right? They were acquired, but our guest continues on as a brand manager and is using her steady and clear voice to promote ending the stigma, giving hope to those in need, and advocating for much-needed cannabis research. Here today to share her cannabis business journey, her own story of healing, 
And of course, why as a cannabis mom, she is so passionate about breaking the stigma by normalizing the use of cannabis and educating her children. Please welcome to the Cannabis Mom Show, Kristen Rogers. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So I have to take a sip because I'm getting over my cold from MJ Biz. <laughs> I think there's a word for it. Have you been? No, I've never been. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm telling you, it's crazy. All right. So <laughs> let's just begin with your why. You seem like a nice, reasonable woman. You have lots of education. You've been in the substance abuse area. And your mission, you said, is to empower consumers to use cannabis in a way that is familiar, healthy, and predictable. So what is your why and how did you get into this? Well, I guess really it all started with having a terrible cannabis experience Okay, back in, back in college. I ate too many brownies one night. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. I swear I was tied for like two, two days. And so I was like, done. I'm never doing that again. Never, ever, ever. Fast forward. Uh, and, and what year was that, Kristen? What year? This, I graduated from UMass Amherst in 2004. So it was probably okay. 2003. Way before um, legalization. All right, yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. And then... I, my husband also went to UMass Amherst. We met there, but we didn't start dating until afterwards. We ran into each other in Boston and we started dating and he had a lot of back pain. I mean, it was ridiculous. He was, he was 24 at the time and we're, you know, sort of hunch over and was, had just so much back pain. And he went everywhere with the chiropractors, doctors. Was it, was, it, was it like a sports injury or just something he was? Just like something he had been dealing with, like pulled his back at some point. It, was a little, yeah. it turned out it was, it was muscular and someone recommended uh, cannabis. And it was almost an immediate relief for him. How did, how did, he, how did he consume it the first time he and found relief? Smoking. smoking. He smoked it. Okay. Yeah, he smoked it. And it was, such a, it was such a great experience. And I was so excited for him that I was like, ah, wait. Maybe there are some benefits to that. And the most exciting part was that we then coincidentally went on our first like big trip together and we, we went up to Amsterdam, one of the, one of the stops. And have, have you ever been to Amsterdam? I have not. <laughs> have they been many years? Uh, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, so this is what year, so what year did you go to Amsterdam and how did this sort of transition? 2006, we were in Amsterdam. Okay. So, uh, uh, so you're like, so, okay. So you had a bad experience. You saw someone you love. Find relief, and then you went to Amsterdam. Okay, yeah, coincidentally, right? This, yeah. And then we went to Amsterdam, and and we already knew it worked for bad pain. We're very excited, and here we are in Amsterdam, and they've got these menus. And on the menu, it tells you how you should feel after. And we're both sitting there. We'd never seen anything like this before. We're both sitting there, looking at each other, like, wait a minute, you could choose how you would like to feel. How have we not heard of this? What is going on? I mean. At the time, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I have them now, but we took pictures of the venues because we were so excited. Oh, yeah. Uh, with a, with a camera that you had to film, develop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like I've lost so many pictures because, like, that, <laughs> uh, we were still doing that then. So, so came back and Eric was continuously using cannabis for his back pain. He got a medical card. What did he medical? The problem is, at the time, like, I wasn't really going to smoke and there wasn't really any option. So yeah, I'd seen all this, this cool evidence that cannabis could do all these things in Amsterdam, but I, we still didn't really have any, any options in Massachusetts that were. So were you not, so you're not, were you not consuming it in any way? You were just sort of like helping your husband fight. Yeah. I was. Yeah. And we were, every once in a while we would get. Yeah, but it wasn't your thing. Yeah. 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 And Eric, my husband is a brand marketer and his career kept growing. And meanwhile, my career kept growing. 
I finished up school and I started to work for subsidiaries of, of the Department of Mental Health. My experience was just amazing, really awful in some ways, but also amazing. I mean, you're, I'm, in, I'm never a therapist that could really sit behind a desk. Like, it's just not my jam. And I found these great programs in Massachusetts where I was meeting people in their homes. I was meeting people at court. I was taking them to court. I was meeting them in hospitals and I, I testified in immigration hearings. Like so many experiences I got to have and really see what people were dealing with. And I think the thing that just killed me and gutted me the most every single day was substance abuse and mm. watching people trying to self-medicate with whatever they can find. Right. And of course, people are finding opiates and but there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of weed around. And we couldn't get people into sober homes if they were smoking weed. We couldn't get them into uh um All right, so now like yeah. now that I now that I understand how this works and what this is and this is a policy. This is a policy, people. So there's yep. a policy that has been decided by someone somewhere at some point in history that this makes sense and it doesn't make any sense because people who are consuming cannabis you let people in who smoke cigarettes. People who are consuming cannabis are utilizing an endocannabinoid system and trying to balance themselves. It is health. Not everyone has medical care. Not everyone has access to all of this. And cannabis is one of those things we can actually use to self-medicate that are helpful. But the policy says you can't help yourself if you want to get help from us. All right. Just think about that, people. It's crazy. Okay. Keep going. You said that perfect, Ray. You're exactly right. And so... It was, it was heartbreaking. People would come to us and they wanted to get off opiates. They wanted to get off this or that. And we, we couldn't get them in anywhere. And you, and by the way, you also cannot get people in for cannabis. You can't get them into rehab for cannabis either. So even if you had gotten to a point where someone would say, well, fine, get them in for cannabis. No, that's not what they, that's not what they want. Insurance wouldn't cover it. So like, here we are. <laughs> we're, and we're finding people dead. And, and all I could think the entire time was, what are we doing? There's this this idea of harm reduction where where no one is dying from cannabis. Why aren't we allowing people to to smoke or use things that are not harmful to them in in any obvious way? Or it's completely less harmful than the opiates they're using or getting off the street or shooting up, right? So so when Eric had sort of been at this point in his career where he was like a really I love brands. I love working with brands. He worked on like Home Depot and Make of America. And he's like, I want to make my own brand. I want to make my own brand. At the same time, I just had our first child, uh, Millie. Uh, she's now 10. So this was 2013. And we, when we're, he's still smoking. And mm -hmm. I remember this very specifically. We were sitting on the couch in our living room and Millie's asleep. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go smoke up above the garage. And I'm like, ah, oh, dang you think we could come up with a better way of doing this instead of like smoking in the house maybe? And that is how we started to really think about other options. And so he started to make necessity, it. necessity. You're like, oh, there's going to be a better way. That's great. We tried drinks. He tri we tried drinks. Oh, I was so mad so many times. He would give me something to try. And it was, I'm a very low dose consumer. I now know that. I, it would probably be like, 20 milligrams of something and it, it, it was miserable. It's just not, that was not. How many milligrams of THC in a beverage that you would drink? Oh, there, there was like a hundred milligram beverages. This was all medicinal at the time. So oh, this is like, like, so you know, okay. All right. So a little bit and yeah. I'd be miserable. And so anyways, lots of 
trying to figure this out. We also didn't want to be hungover with a baby. That's yeah. miserable. Like, yeah. Being hungover is miserable with a baby. So he came up with the tape. He, well, he, he didn't come up with it. He learned how to make a tincture. Okay. And so it's alcohol based. So are you making this at home or are you making yep. your tinctures? Yep. Oh. Making it at home. So how did you know? How do you know that? Were you getting it tested? How did you know what the dosage was? There was so at the time, I'm pretty sure there, there was testing. I remember that there were some, there were labs that would allow you to bring stuff in. Mm-hmm. Like he was able to do calculations. And I, I, now knowing what I do now in hindsight, like he was pretty spot on because it was about the same as we have. I have some pretty funny pictures. It's about the same as the tinctures that we have now, like half a dropper was probably about five milligrams and it was alcohol based. So mm-hmm. you really had to mask it a little bit, but it, alcohol also makes it fast acting. Mm-hmm. So for us, we're like, oh my gosh, it's the main thing. We're not hungover. We are having great night's sleep. We, we, it's fast acting. So I can control it a little bit more. He has a much mm-hmm. higher tolerance, but I, I realized very quickly that I was going to be able to control it more. And that was way more fun for me. So then I started partaking. So were you, okay, so now you're in this thing where you're making, like, are you, so you're decarboxylating in your house? Like, where are you yep. doing this? Yep. We, and like, we got all of those machines that made these funny noises. Our kids were like, what is <laughs> happening up there? So you're, so is your family like, are they aware of what's going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, everyone knows. Okay. So we it's an open secret. open about it. And our friends were enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I think at a, at a certain way, because all our friends from college sort of ended up around here too. And. So just explain to people where you are in the state of Massachusetts. You're oh, in I'm, in Mid- I'm in Middleton, Mass. So we're about we're about 25 minutes north of Boston. It's like 20 miles. It's pretty um, in the suburban world. It's pretty happy, family friendly. Lots of, of women. Yeah. So so they find like a drug dealer in their hood. They're excited. So they're out of, they were like, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. That's that's exactly. Yeah. We're definitely the cannabis parents around here. But but so. Okay. Our friends, I mean, uh, uh, sort of us, we we were coming to the realization at the same time that this was something. Like, how did something. you even, like, are you guys chemists or bakers? Or are you just, like, you're kind of learning on no, YouTube? No, he, how, really, like, it, it's pretty easy to learn how to do some of this stuff. You can, I mean, he just Googled. How do you make tincture? How do you make this? How do you make that? So we try in a few different formats. But the tincture one was so great. Because and, where were, and where were you getting your flour? Were you growing it or buying it? Uh, or? He was buying it medicinally. Oh, that's, a little, that's an expensive process. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, we definitely had people who grew, grew in as well, but like the, the weed was really great coming out of, but that's how you test. That's how you knew what it was. So you could figure out what the percentage, you knew what the percentage of that. Actually, yeah, you're correct. That's, yeah. that's how we figured it out a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I didn't even know. I'm like 21% of what? Like I never even understood the math of this. There's just a lot of math people if you want to know how to do this. So you just, mm-hmm. so you have to figure out what you're decarboxylating, what you're putting it into, and then you just measure it out to dose it. But. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. That makes sense that he could figure that out that way. All right. Right. And so, and then, love I have, but it became like a real thing that Massachusetts may legalize. So 2016. Like, yeah. 2016. And we just looked at each other and we're like, it's time. We were, we were at a good point in my career where I could just like work two jobs when, and we had a lot of help with the kids. And, and so he, just set off. And as soon as you, I think, so I think it was 2016 and then 2017 was when you could actually start doing things. It was like we voted and then 2017. Yeah. So what happened? So yeah, okay. So you're in 2017. So what happened that really changed the trajectory of like becoming from a tincture to like Levia, the actual brand? Yeah. Or, well, so yeah. he got laid off from his job. Oh, there was a day. Oh, I think. 
2017 or 2016 where where like 2,000 people got laid off at AOL. He was mm-hmm. one of them. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's a sign. And that was not a good can of moment. There's like mm-hmm. a silver lining. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Yep. And then, and then we just moved forward. And at that point, it was like, okay, we, we the tincture for it was it, was it, right? We're like, tincture, tincture, tincture. And so Eric sort of started moving forward. And so did you know, so did you know anybody this early? So did you know other people in Massachusetts who were making tinctures and were trying to come up with products or anyone in your community who was really? focused on getting a cannabis business no not at the time I mean, okay we did start meeting people once we really start like once we started showing up to meetings and stuff mm-hmm. really at that point eric would lie in bed at night and read the regulations it was it was crazy the amount of conversations we had at 2 a.m about some regulation this or that and and he knows those still knows those back and forth it's so interesting. that's i mean honestly that's kind of impressive i mean again yeah. this is this is just policy work or it's it's compliance, really, is what this is. So if you have a business idea, that's awesome. But if you don't know how to get it through the system, or if you don't even understand what the rules are, how are you going to play the game? So, and you never get to be part of something new. Like, right? He's he's part of something new, and he like understood it from the beginning. That's impressive. All right. So your husband's got some free time, and he had a tincture, and then <laughs> how to become a beverage. <laughs> yep. And um, and obviously, like this was really hard. No one was doing this yet, and I think that's like the most. The most fun I have now talking to people who were doing the same, doing similar things around the same time is that we really had to think about things in a different way. There was nothing made specifically for cannabis. It was all like a lipstick machine does this or a, mm-hmm. you know, a, or our, our facility looks like a brewery. Yeah. It's basically like a brewery. So like there's nothing that was really made for cannabis. So. It was a really interesting time. We tried our first stock was our own town. We were like, yay, let's manufacture in our town because we knew that there were going to be these agreements made where your town got a bunch of money and we thought it would be wonderful. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about that. The early days of cannabis in Massachusetts. There were a lot of towns that opted out. They didn't mm-hmm. want they didn't want the tax revenue. So you are not coming to our town. And if you did come into their town, there were a lot of really scared people everyone's scared of stuff and if you wanted to come in they would put you behind a rock under a tree someplace that the children couldn't find you <laughs> so were you in one of those towns where people were like oh my god <laughs> yeah they they basically called us heroin dealers wow that's nice <laughs> it, was, it was really right we, we thought because it's a manufacturing facility you're bringing jobs you're actually like bringing right. jobs into a town and, and no traffic by the way, no traffic. It's like there's so many rules and like we're not opening a dispensary. And I, there was just so much stigma and so much fear and people were terrified. And so I understand it, but I cannot, it was, it was really disheartening. And had uh, you been involved with like local politics before you had to go before them to ask for something? Eric had been in oh, yeah. and out of, he had been to other meetings. He had been in and out when I, and so I was definitely a little naive mm-hmm. of what, for what I was walking into. Um, I mean, again, this is Massachusetts. We're local rule. I always thought this would be something I'd be good at because I am an attorney by training. I went to law school and I don't look scary. I wear pearls. I play tennis. And to talk to people on these boards, I thought that they could hear me like a can of mom like you to come in before them as a, especially as a manufacturer of a beverage. How more innocent could that be? You're the mom of three. That's crazy. And they really were so afraid of you. That's sad. It was so sad. <laughs> Fast forward. George okay. Town, Georgetown, Massachusetts, just 20 minutes up the road. Okay. Lovely little community. And they were wonderful. Still mm-hmm. are wonderful. 
it, it, they have been a great community to work in. So when you were coming into the small town, I talk a lot about Massachusetts, how it's changed manufacturing here because you have to manufacture things in state for cannabis. And some mm-hmm. of the western parts of the towns in the western part of the state are actually, it's it's it, they're having manufacturing coming back. So what was there manufacturing in this town before? Has it encouraged other businesses? What do you, are you having any impact that way on the community? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a really small community. Also, a lot of ways, there's not a ton of industrials. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's a great question. I'm not exactly sure, actually, but everyone in town has been wonderful. Like we we had our we had we had to have like a community impact meeting, and this one lovely woman showed up, and she was really nervous because right at that same time, there was a couple of dispensaries that had opened in Western Mass, and they were, the traffic was insane. Right. And all she wanted to make sure was that there would be no traffic. And then she was so sweet and ended up talking about interested in a job. Like it was so sweet and it's so wonderful. And you're just like, oh, these, this is, these are the people, right? This is I, when you can start to convince people that like, oh, guess what? This is a real industry. There's real things happening that aren't just like people sitting smoking cannabis or smoking a blunt next to you. Like this is, this is. But it's so thing. powerful. This is such, I mean, that's why this is such a good story is that. This is a beverage coming into a community that didn't want them in the middle of the state. We're pretty conservative, more conservative in the middle of the state. I know what people think of Cambridge or Boston, but that is where we are. And people are afraid and they, they are allowed to express their fear and then hopefully be responded by someone like you who says, okay, I hear it, but let me show you what I'm offering you. And it's the healing, I think. I think that's the part that people are surprised at. And then they're like, it opens up someplace in their head that they maybe what they know about cannabis is wrong. So that's a really good process. All right. You had a lot more stories. So I got to keep going. So you got booed, you got in. All right. I guess we got to fast forward. So you set it up, you're doing great. And then you actually, you were acquired. Levia, the brand was acquired. How did that work? I can't believe it. So we went in to uh, market finally in 2021. It was we the first, uh, the first batch, like the entire first batch, like, I don't know, 40, 50,000 cans was sold out before we and where were you selling them? It. How many how many uh, dispensaries were you in then? Oh, at the time? Oh, goodness. I can't remember. How many were there at the time? 50, 50 dispensaries? Wow. So did you have a sales team running around or was it Eric? Yeah. I was kidding. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. So we, we, once we were able to okay. raise the money and also we built during the pandemic. So oh. it really pushed. They got actually that we were in the building process during the pandemic because I think that that may have saved us a little bit because it was all outside a lot of outside stuff going on and so during that time it was still finding investors and so we were because it really took good five years we we were able to hire people but we got to market with twenty thousand dollars left in the bank which was really rough (laughs) if like if we probably we would have had to go we had to have more conversations about constantly raising more money god forbid we had any more delays, but we went to Margan, March 2021, and then within four months, people were knocking down the door to buy us. Oh, good. We had several offers, and that was really hard. We spent all so, the so time. Was, so that, but was that, was that the long, I mean, that is supposed to be the long run. If you're raising capital, that's supposed to be the, you're supposed to have the end game. So did it happen faster than you thought, or uh, you're not really, yeah? This was a life dream for us. It like, was, let's, okay. Let's do this, and uh and then and and work here like r- really the idea was like let's n- let's not do corporate <laughs> ever again mm-hmm. let's you know let's do this for ourselves but when you have investors 
and people want their money back. Like it's really hard to say no to that. So we ended up choosing Air Wellness and something also I've learned, it takes a very long time to sell a company. So we signed the letter of intent with Air in August of 2021, but we didn't officially sell until February of 2022. So we were kind of with Air, but just sort of doing the same thing, doing the same thing for the next six, seven, eight months. And then February 2022, we were officially owned by Air Wellness. Wow. All right. Let's, let's talk about, we're going to run out of time. All right. So you acquired Olivia. Let's talk about the products. Let's, let's just talk about what you have. So I do talk a lot about women and beverages. They're very accessible. They're easy for people to understand. Everybody I know has problems with sleep or some pain. So, and they're afraid of dosing. Everyone's always afraid of being high and everyone's got a bad edible experience in college and they're very afraid. So these beverages are different. Just talk about maybe uh, what the doses are, how people are using them, what you're telling people. Are you invested in any women-focused events? You know, just because I think it's such a, it's hard to go to most events you get drink at, like even in Vegas, everyone's drinking, but if you want to consume, you got to go outside. And so smoking still isn't accessible and popping edibles always isn't social. So drinks are something you can hold with you. Like it's, it's just normal, like how we're used to socializing. So yeah, exactly. tell me a little bit about it. Yeah. And that, that was a dream. You know, we were very focused on a product that didn't have 40 grams of sugar. And that was, that was, that was very focused on wellness. And because of our experience and because Amsterdam and all these things we had learned over the years was effects based. We wanted people to be able to pick up this can, this drink and say, uh, I know exactly how I'm going to feel after I have this one drink. Like I, I, we didn't want it to be a guessing game. We wanted it to be really approachable. How are people going to get back to, into this market? They're terrified each time they take something that they're that they're never going to know how they're going to feel. So that, I, that is funny. And I'm like, always, I'm like, I'm like, what are you afraid of feeling? I think people think that they're going to be out of control. I think that's sort of in their head. And if they have some kind of knowledge, it makes them not feel like they're going to get out of control. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I know exactly how I'm going to feel after one glass of wine. Right. So that was the idea. How how do we make something? that we know is going to help someone be more comfortable. And so we we couldn't we couldn't say what flower we were gonna, gonna get each time. So we were like, okay, well we're gonna we're gonna identify what what like the sativas or sativa hybrids, like what is a a flower that is gonna keep people upbeat. And so that's our achieve, which is a no calorie, no sugar, raspberry lime seltzer. And what uh, else are you adding terpenes back? Are you using, how does that, how does that even, yeah. How do you figure what? out what, yeah. How do you do so that? So it's all natural flavor. <laughs> it's all okay. natural flavors, but also we don't use distillate. We use CO2 full spectrum oil. So we make our, we make our own oil and we use CO2. So what that allows is that we don't burn off everything. So it's, we, it has all the cannabinoids. So it doesn't burn off some of the terpenes, but it does not you still have all the minor cannabinoids there. So it is still full spectrum. spectrum. Oh, so you're, not, full, yeah, so you're not using isolates. Oh, interesting. No, no, no. So, okay. so you're not losing so much of the plant, which is what, which is also what a huge piece of this, right? So, so it's a great, it's, it's a true, I mean, everything's a hybrid these days, but it's, it's close as we can get to a sativa, right? Yeah. And then we have, we have that, a hybrid that's very middle of the road. It's not going to put you to sleep, but it's also not going to like, make you feel like you got to run around and clean the house. And that's our Celebrate, which is a lemon lime 
mm-hmm. uh, seltzer. And again, uh, no sugar, no calories. Oh, we're also gluten-free, dairy-free, and kosher fruit effects. <laughs> so, these, so these are seltzers. These are all seltzers, right? Yeah. Okay. And, right. Then, and then the dream is the last one uh, for all these reasons is the indica blend. And it's it's a jam berry is the flavor. It's like a strawberry berry fi- flavor. But seltzer is so very light. And it is, again, all of these are five milligrams. So very approachable. And then we still have the tasters, which we call drink drops. And it's meant to do the same thing. But if you have a higher tolerance, it's exactly what we use in the seltzer. So still full spectrum oil. We just don't, we don't flavor it. And it's, 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 a, it's a tincture. So, so you just drop it in water? It's water soluble. Yeah, yeah it's water soluble. So coffee in the morning. Anything you want to put it in, you can make your own levia. That's it. So you can buy the tinctures come in like, so if you buy it in a bottle, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot more dosage. So you just do a milligram. You forget how many milligrams you want in your... Yeah, you don't say one in that uh, drink drop bottle is sixty levias. So it's 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 in also that's something that you can like put in your purse <laughs> right. and take it around and make anything. You can have your own seltzer somewhere and make it into a levia. Interesting. There you go. I mean and so how you so again, it's like I think it's I talk about moms and caregivers. I when you talk to your friends now, the people who are coming to you for the tinctures before how are they feeling about these beverages are you seeing them at friends houses like when you go places yeah, are you seeing alcohol and and cannabis drinks yeah uh, both but i'm telling you the amount of stories i've heard of people drinking either significantly less alcohol or no alcohol at all is so fun because people are yeah let's go back to your like let's go back to your original mission yeah so yeah, yeah so, so you were seeing so this here we are and this is this was the dream right is to make people feel better and it's my favorite thing when people tell me any story because it's always like a, this great story about like either they, they were scared to use cannabis and they had cancer or this or that. I mean, maybe they just wanted to get off alcohol, but also maybe they had cancer and they, they, their doctor even suggested it, which is rare. I mean, it's getting better and better, but they, they tried Levian and allowed them to feel more comfortable. And then they were able to use higher and higher dosages. So it, it feels so good to be part of ending this stigma. That's so funny because it's like the gateway drug. So I always get famous. She looks so pretty and innocent. You didn't know that. Um, I used to go to my mother's assisted living and I would hand out the cells. Uh, my healing rose is one of my favorites. I would take oh, them to these cells and I would hand them out to people and they would come back to me because their hands felt better. And then I'd be like, what else do you have for me? So a beverage mm-hmm. is like the next level up. That's like, oh, try this little beverage. It's only five milligrams. Drink half of it. See how you feel. So that's a nice. Okay. I'm bringing them. I'm going to my Hanukkah party this week. I'm bringing a bunch. Um, oh. All right. <laughs> Uh, let's go to family. You're a can of mom. How many kids do you have? I have three kids. How old? Uh, Millie is 10, Elsa, Noah is eight, and Elsa is four. Okay. Sounds that's working. <laughs> they are very educated about cannabis, which I, which is really fun. Like they can teach people. It's, we, Good. I mean, we, and we knew immediately. I mean, also, I mean, I'm trained in this as a therapist and how to, how to talk to people about about these things and it was very easy because they've they've been around this for so long and what we do is we just keep everything still child-proofed in our fridge you have to they are not trustworthy i have a 25 year old 22 year old everyone's like oh my kids would never touch the stuff i'm like yeah they would i don't explain it they are just curious and weird they can't help themselves so make it safe okay yeah exactly Exactly. I mean, they won't even go. In. We have uninfused, and it looks very similar. So I am uninfused that I take to events so that people can just try it out. It looks very similar, mm-hmm. but it just says it says uninfused, and they won't even go near that just because they know what everything looks like. So uh, they're 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 smart. They're trained. Yeah, and when you when you teach your kids that 
about something and about the importance of something and make them respectful and like help them find respect for it. Okay. So I, I'm very proud of them. That's, yeah. And I, this is the theory. So my kids were teenagers when I had my cannabis awakening. So it was a whole new thought process. But if you just grow up as it as being normalized and mom and dad, it's just whatever. It's just a thing. It's not something curious about. It doesn't intrigue them. It doesn't make them want to do something that isn't good for them or not necessary for them yet. And you're in the, from the world you come from, you can see how easy it is for people to access pharmaceuticals and things that aren't really good for them. And they don't know what to do with it. So I don't know. I just, it's, it's terrifying. A, it's ter- it is terrifying. All right. So other family members, how you said in the beginning, everyone knew. Was there any pushback? Anyone scared oh, yeah. for you? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm it took a really long time for both of our families. There's plenty of supporters. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't want any of them to think. <laughs> there is plenty of supporters, but there was a lot of people that were either scared for us because they just felt like, oh, federally legal. And they heard all these horror stories, uh, even in California, which was legal, like people getting arrested. And they were very nervous. I think yeah. once we got closer and had product, I mean, we had like a single hand steamer in our above our garage that we were making samples with and whatnot before the facility was open. I think once they could see where this was going and that it was a, it's a legitimate <laughs> a legitimate industry they sort of tried so once we were in market everyone was on board okay that's funny i mean i talked to somebody whose mother took her out of the will when she found out she was transitioning from being an oncology nurse to a canon and it shouldn't even be canon nurse and a cannabinoid nurse i'm going to call it that from now on <laughs> she was so upset and then the woman who disinherited her heard a story from a nun about using cannabis to heal herself. And then the mother could see that maybe what she knew was wrong and brought her back into the fold and they're all happy again. But people take this very seriously. They really do own that, um, whatever it is that people believe about cannabis, that it's so dangerous that you can't even be associated with the person who's using it, which is crazy. (laughs) And really heartbreaking. It makes me really sad that there's like, we're really at the tip of the iceberg, right, of what we can do with cannabis. And Mm -hmm. I just can't even imagine where we'd be at right now if, if, we had just kept on working towards this in the thirties, right? Like where, and, and it didn't get demonized. Like how many people would have, how many people's lives would have been significantly better because they maybe wouldn't have gotten addicted to those opioids. Maybe they would have felt better and be, been able to eat more when they had cancer. I don't know, but I am really psyched about where we're at now. I wish it, always wish it was moving quicker, but the Massachusetts cannabis community is amazing. And supportive and wonderful, and I'm really, I'm really looking forward to continuing this journey. So, what are the? I know some stuff I got the reach out this summer. You having some new products? What are things that are coming online that you're excited about? Anything for the holidays? Anything special? Oh yeah. And uh, so, what's coming up in the future? Yeah. So we do seasonals, which is so much fun, and it's we test things, uh, we test the flavors, we'll look monthly to see what our next thing will be. And we had so much fun with the first winter seasonal we did, which is pomegranate punch. This is the third time we brought it back. People love it. I, it's my favorite. So what is that? What is that? It's like a holiday beverage? A holiday? So, yeah, makes... so snow clear. Oh, so snow okay. But it is, what we do with the seasonals is we make them a little bit heavier. So more like bin drums. So if we're comparing seltzers, so like a little bit heavier flavor. Still zero calorie, zero sugar, all natural. But we just make it so that it's a little bit of a heavier flavor. So it's kind of like a tangy fruit punch, but like 
a little bit better than I would say a normal fruit punch. But again, still no calories. It's like the perfect dry, high January drink. And I'm really, I'm really excited because it's the first time that we've like really been able to like market it a little bit more. And after the last two years, people have gotten more and more excited about it. So, so is that, that's a good one. I do have a few more minutes. All right. So marketing, let's just talk a little bit about marketing. I mean, that's a big issue. I, I talk about the podcast as a marketing tool because it is really hard to market cannabis products. So Very hard. it's, it's kind of one-on-one, you almost have to be old fashioned about it. Product placement, I imagine. Like, so how are you getting the word out about what Levia products are out there? Yeah. Anything unique that you're doing? That's yeah. So, so social media, I mean, we do a lot of, and, and, as many people always will interview me for a magazine here or there just to get the word out. Without, yep. But really, I show up anywhere I possibly can. And I saw you, so, Green Goddess, running around. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> uh, and we've met so many great friends along that journey. So it's really nice. Like the Finos are amazing. And, and, and just being able to sort of have these communities and show up and like have people be interested in trying them. And then it's really word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It's a little old fashioned. We had to go forward, backwards, yeah. but it's very personal. I mean, and the truth is, the truth is, women my age and older, even moms, we are not brand loyal yet because we don't even know what is out there. So if you can make these one on one personal connections with people and they find a product that works, like something like this, they're going to be loyal to it and they're going to keep coming back. So when it is in many, many parts of the state, and are you are you going national? Is this a? Oh yeah. So oh yeah. Actually, the the tincture drink drops are in. Are also in Florida. You can't okay. have beverages in Florida yet, but they, once we got acquired by air. Oh, that's actually true. Yeah. 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 Okay. They brought the drink up to Florida and also they're in Nevada, but we, but we're, Massachusetts is the only place we have the seltzer so far. Okay. Um, because so it has bit... to be manufactured in the state because it can't cross state lines. We're still in a strange spot with cannabis. All right. <laughs> Family future plans. All right. If they want to find your product, I know they're in all different places. How do they connect with you? And yeah. And what, are you going to so, be at like any festivals or things coming up? Yeah. I am going to the Cannabis Science Fair on Saturday. Oh, it's said, Oh, yeah. Are you, uh, are you going to go to that? I usually go, but I have my family holiday party oh, that right. day. But I, I usually do go every year. I love that. That's like my Cannabis Science Festival. This comes out after the kind, after the next week. But yeah, if anyone was there, it's always a fun event. I love it. And it's at Harvard, which I think is hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> but we're in 150 dispensaries across the state. All air dispensaries, obviously. Air is four. And then, yeah, I mean, also www.levia.biz. You can, there's a where to find us location finder as well. But again, talk about marketing, right? There's not many avenues yet to like that we have for other industries that can show exactly how many are left at this one dispensary, how many of that. So again, kind of old school sell, but you, it's pretty easy to find us. There's also, yeah. So if you go to our website, you can check that kind out. Of, all right. I'd say, again, cannabis is a little bit like the real world or is like the real world, but a little upside down. Everything mm-hmm. we do in it is strangely specialized. <laughs> this is a good beverage that's out there for your holiday parties. Maybe you don't want to drink eggnog. Maybe you don't want the calories, but you want to feel good. So try a can of beverage. I think these are such great products out there. And there's a lot of them now. There's a lot of different choices. Mm-hmm. You can have it as a tea. You can have it as a coffee. You know, they're drops. So you can put it into, can you put the drops in your eggnog? I oh, guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's an option to get everyone feeling good. All right. Kristen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I'm glad we were introduced. And if you see a young mom running after you with a golf cart and a drink, take it from her. Cause 
It's probably Kristen. <laughs> thank you. Uh, no, I thank you so much for having me. That was great. All right. So another show. So for my guest, Christian Rogers, and of course, my Canna bro, David Jazz, and our Canna Mom Show team, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Canna Mom Show, where we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on the emerging cannabis industry by sharing and preserving their stories of love, kindness, wisdom, and hope. Thank you for listening and sharing so that together... We can crush the stigma around cannabis and caregivers. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. This is the Cannabom Show. Where am I, Dave? <laughs> and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.